You're listening to the Victory Church Podcast. Here at Victory, we are called to equip a caring, committed community of worshipers to reach their world for Jesus. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. One of the things in my house, we have a lot of dancers, and um, hello, everyone. I'm starting with the joke. We're very random in my house. So um, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. And uh, what I was jo- about to joke is in our house, if you fall, we first make sure you're okay, right? Because we have dancers in our family. So it's like, you okay? And then we laugh and crack up and laugh at you. Okay. So anyway, thank you for that introduction. It just sounds so extensive when you add it up, right? This is what God did, right? We just say yes. We just keep saying yes. That's all it is. So I appreciate you all giving me this opportunity to come here. I love your pastors. I met them actually last year at our Power in the Church conference. We were having Dr. Langberg, she came, and the funny part with um, Pastor Ed was he was teasing me when I came here, and he said he liked what I said every time Dr. Langberg spoke. We had this panel, and every time she spoke, when they asked me what I thought, I just said what she said, because that's all that matters, right? Because Dr. Langberg is awesome. So anyway, The reason why I'm here, I'm just so privileged to be here after um, your conference with Dr. Monroe and Dr. Langberg. They were actually my professors at Missio. And um, I almost could cry because everything I prepared, I prayed for months to come here, and everything I prepared, when I saw their messages, they said it. (laughs) I'm like, okay, God, at at least we're all hearing what you have for Victory Church. Right? Right. And that's, that meant a lot to me. Wow, God, you are really passionate about whatever it is that they're doing. It's very significant because you're talking to your children and telling them the same thing. Right? So thank you. Um, I appreciate that she took care of five minutes of what I had. <laughs> 25 minutes we got. Um, so I wanted to join this conversation, let's be clear. And when I was praying, what I heard first was, um, now what? Now what? I don't know how you all talk to God, but I do have all of those kids, six are mine, two are extra. I spend a lot of time (laughs) when they say, now what? Now what, Lord? What do you want me to do with this child, right? But when we're dealing with trauma, when we're dealing with sexual abuse and how the church should respond, I think it's really critical for us to ask that question. What do you want us to do, Lord? This is is awful. What what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do, right? Now, I'm a counselor, so I can come up with, uh, you know, techniques. But that's not what I heard for you all. So... What I wanted to start with was just reflecting for a minute on what we just spent time on. The last few weeks, 
talking about how can the church respond? What should we do? But the key that I heard was how do we take back our authority? Right? We are the church. Take back our authority. Right? So let's look up 2 Corinthians 10.5. It reads, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Right? That's what we're talking about. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Let's take it back. Let's take back the territory. So I believe that that's everything I say today. That's what I'm talking about. Okay? So one of the hats that I wear when I'm in school is I study um, research culturally responsive trauma-informed care. It's a mouthful. They have to say everything fancy in, in college, right? So anyway, but it's important because what we're trying to figure out when we're trying to be clear is what should we do when we, the, the person doesn't believe that they're hurting? What should we do? When we want to help them, if they do believe that they're hurting, what should we do? And that's culturally informed. So I am one of, um, I mentioned uh, Dr. Langberg and um, Monroe, and one of the opportunities I had was to go to Rwanda. And it was, it was a listening excursion, right? No capes. We were, not, we were going in to learn. We were doing domestic abuse. That was the topic, right? So we went there, and I'll never forget it. There was this one particular day. We were doing trauma healing, and um, we were listening to this phenomenal woman of God. And you know how you have those strong memories? You can smell the room. You can see the room. You can remember. I just remember sitting there across from this woman. We spoke different languages, but we were all united in Christ. And it was as if when I looked at her face, I understood what she was saying already. Even though I was still waiting for the translation, she was learned here, you needing a translation from us, and vice versa. But we were one in a spirit. And as those tears rolled down her eyes and rolled down my eyes, I just felt like, wow, this is how trauma healing, this is how it works. This is how you listen. This is how you listen. Don't know the words, but this is how you listen. So I learned so much there. And that feeling is the same feeling I have when I do trauma healing here in the United States. And I happen to know you all are rolling out potentially trauma healing here. And I am one of the cheerleaders for trauma healing, I'll be honest. Because that same feeling that I had there, I see it happen over and over and over and over again. I don't know why God has had his hands on Trauma Healing Institute and on the curriculum. I just know that those healing groups work. I saw it on your website. I know that they're promoting it and considering it. And so I believe God wants to heal his children. 
You agree? Yes. So how do we walk in humility when we're trying to help someone heal? I'm not going to do this, the uh, <laughs> spanking part, like, y'all need to get it together. I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. <laughs> what I would like to think about is just the fact that when we listen, like I just mentioned, and we show that we care, we put aside our agendas and just be. Right? That's what we're trying to do. So I did sneak in a little bit of a psychological construct for tonight, and I'll tie it to the word, don't worry. <laughs> Name it to tame it. Name it to tame it, I often use with uh, students. I mentioned counseling at Wilkes uh, University is one of the joys of my life. Because, you know, it's school. School is stressful, right? So, um, but when you can name what's going on, immediately something just calms down in your brain. And there's a bunch of neuroscience in there. You could geek out. It's great. <laughs> and they could track it. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm a neuroscience major. It's like, oh, okay, you got it. So what we're looking at, though, is understanding what are we looking at here? Because if you ask some folks, like my culture, how are you doing? I'm good. You ever hear that? How are you doing? I'm good. Are you, you, you sure you're good? Because you're kind of, you sure? The kids call you sideways. You look kind of sideways. I'm not sure. So one of the things that I admire, and I even told this to um, Anna, I am so impressed with this generation, and I must be getting older because I'm calling them those young people, right? Gen Z millennials are rocking it, right? Can I tell you that? Leading the way, shifting this culture and being interested in mental health. I'm not okay. I'm not okay, right? Name it to tame it. Right? It's sin. It's not an accident. We didn't go too far. I didn't drink too much. It's sin. Name it to tame it. It's not a mistake. It's an atrocity. Sexual abuse is an atrocity. Name it to tame it. Right? Right. And you guys, the millennials, the Gen Zs, they're rocking it. They're teaching us. Because you know what? The enemy, he totally, totally wants us to slip into complacency. Oh, yeah, they had a great Let's Be Clear series. Now let's move on to the next campaign. Let's keep it moving. You don't need to heal. Just need to keep limping and everybody needs to sweep it under the rug and trip over it. Right? But no. We have 2 Corinthians 10:4, where it says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God 
for the pulling down of strongholds. Right? Name it, and we have authority. He's under our feet. Yep. Right? Take authority, church. Take authority. That's what I'm here to tell you. Take authority. Uh, another part of the conversation that the young people share about is all of this ACEs. I heard um, Dr. Monroe mention it in, in last week, adverse childhood events and how they impact us. And that's now part of the conversation, okay? And yes, it co it's direct correlation. 20-year study, guys, we don't have to wonder. Physical conditions connected to emotional emotionally taxing, traumatic events, okay? Don't have to wonder about that. But they also now talk about those buffers, positive events and experiences that balance, right? And that's why we, that worship works, that prayer works, right? That counseling works, that wonderful teacher who listened to you and paid attention, that friend works, all of these things work because of positive ones. But we already knew that, right? Because the word is, is, is solid. So I'm here and I seriously believe, <laughs> and I'm laughing because this is the part when Dr. Monroe was talking about Isaiah 61. I believe, first of all, that everything he said was true because that's exactly what I had prepared. <laughs> but at the same time, I believe that Isaiah 61 is actually a strategic plan. That's how I look at it. I look at it as, a, as an action plan, if you will, for Victory Church and the body of Christ. I, re I really feel that um, you guys are forerunners. And it's it's pretty tricky to come to someone's church and visit and tell them that I really believe that. You don't know me that well, but I know what I heard, right? And I know that everything that I planned, I heard over the last two weeks. So God will make it show up. It takes a lot of courage to do a series, let's be clear. It's like a spanking to the body of Christ, right? We're saying, get it together. Like I say to my kids, get it together. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, right? Wake up, church, wake up. That's what God is saying. Wake up. Take authority. You're in charge. You don't have to be underneath, right? That's what he's saying. So if you will, humor me. We're going to look at Isaiah 61 again, okay? I know he went over it last week, but that's okay. But I'm going to kind of tweak it a little bit, right? Not the scriptures, but I'm just going to, you know how they say insert your name here? We're going to insert Victory Church in here, okay? The Spirit of the Lord is upon you, Victory Church, he has anointed us to bring good news. He has sent you, us, to proclaim, 
Isn't that what y'all been doing? We've been proclaiming week after week after week, proclaiming specific strategies, proclaiming, right? And we're proclaiming good news. It's good news when we align ourselves with the word of God. It's good news, right? So God is sending us, sending you to the brokenhearted. And we're binding up those wounds, right? And I mean, as a counselor, I, I totally believe in that. Like it really does work, right? I mean, I didn't come here from my trauma story, but who doesn't have one? All I say is Brooklyn, New York. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's where I grew up. That's my trauma story. Anyway, okay. So Victory Church, he has sent you, you, and you, and you, and you, and you. He has sent you to proclaim. Please keep proclaiming. I know that once this series ends, we'll move on to another series, but please keep proclaiming. Keep it in your culture. I believe God wants to change the culture of the church, capital C. Right? And he wants the captives to be freed out of the darkness. How many of us have been silenced? And we have those symptoms because those things that are bothering us, they're in the darkness. And God wants to shine light on it. You see, even when we talk about it and we proclaim it, we're shining God's light on it. And the enemy has to, back to Sunday school days, flee, <laughs> right? To comfort all, that's sign language, I taught sign language, to comfort all who mourn and provide a safe, non-judgmental place for those who grieve in a way that actually comforts. Those are my little edits, right? We can actually unpack that section right there, safety, creating a safe space for everyone even those who have been silenced by oppressive people and even the oppressors. He wants to save them. He wants to save them too. Then, Victory Church, the ones who were oppressed, the ones who were helped, they will be the ones to rebuild. They will restore and they will renew what was devastated. And let's drop down to verse 7. Let's see what God's going to do. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. What's the inheritance God has for Victory Church? I really believe that as you all pursue this, there's an inheritance, right? And you will receive a double portion. You'll inherit that. It's yours, it's yours, it's yours. 
and everlasting joy will be yours. So that's God's reward as we pursue his framework through his spirit and his anointing. The last part I want to highlight is that God, he loves justice. He hates all wrongdoing. Plus, he promises to reward and covenant with his people if we have the courage to do what it takes. Even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's embarrassing, even when you're worried about their family because you snitched, you're worried about the legal consequences. It takes courage to be upright with the Lord and walk in authority as the body of Christ. Imagine how many folks would get saved if they saw that the church stood up for things. Wow, that's what I'm dreaming about, this one church, one church. So I'm just excited that you all might be doing trauma healing here. A lot of the skills that you, that I was talking about today are a natural part of the curriculum, natural part of it. And I know I sound like a commercial, <laughs> but like I said, that's how I met your parents. That's how I met your parents, uh, the pastors, because truthfully, I figured if it works in the Congo, which is where it was developed 20 years ago, it can work here, right? But let's be clear, right? This series might be coming to a close soon, but the mission is just getting started. It's gonna take a lot of work. It's gonna hurt. It takes courage, diligence, and you to walk in your authority. So I want to thank you for having me here. Thank you so much. And please let me know if you have any questions. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Podcast. If this message inspired you, feel free to share it with your friends, family, and social media. And make sure to subscribe to hear future messages from Victory Church. If you'd like to support the mission of Victory, please visit getvictory.net slash give. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.